It's time to go to work. Jerk of all trades podcast. I am here with Ray the Jerk as always. As always, yes. The Jerk of all trades podcast is here live with our friend Elias, the host of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. What is up, Elias? Welcome. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, oh, man. man. Glad to have you. Absolutely. Uh, tell us about your podcast, man. You're the host of the Man Cave Chronicles. I am. I'm the host of the Man Cave Chronicles. Uh, it's been, what am I on, 16 episodes now? Nice. Trying to you know crank an episode every week. I definitely you know? can feel that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We try man. to do at least one a week over here as well. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, what, what led you to want to start doing a podcast besides the fact that everyone is actually required by law to have a podcast now? Right. Uh, well, it's a good story. Um, I've been uh, a listener of podcasts for a few years now between, uh, you know, Joe Rogan and Jay Moore. Oh, yeah. Uh, a, couple, a couple of wrestling ones like Chris Jericho, Stone Cold. Yeah. Even Ric Flair's for, you know, I don't know how many episodes he pushed out, 10, 15 episodes. Wow. And, I did uh, not know Ric Flair had a podcast. He yeah. did have a podcast for a while. Actually, he had two different podcasts. He had one with, uh, I forgot who he did it with. And I, then he did another one by himself too. And then after like five months, it just stopped. Uh, so, but, I, but Jay Moore was like my favorite one. And I, every year I kept saying, you know, I want to start a podcast. I want to start a podcast. Finally, a couple months ago, I started to realize that I'm about to be 40 years old. And I said, I'm going to do it because I don't want to be 80 and start regret, regretting things in life. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Sure. Most people so, get sports cars now in this uh, millennium. We, uh, we start podcasts, so correct. So I told my I told my wife, you know, like you know, I have a career and everything, but I want to start a podcast, and then eventually, my next thing, my next goal is, uh, well, as long as you know, I have a, like I said, I have a little girl, and uh, I have a boy coming in uh, about 10, 12 weeks. Uh, hope he comes out healthy and everything. And Absolutely, my next man. goal after that is to st- try stand up comedy. Awesome, man! That is very very cool. Cool, yeah. I definitely dig that. Yeah, so were uh, were you interested? So, like for me, the the way that I uh, got into this and the reason that I wanted to do this. So, I there was a lot of podcasts I listened to. Joe Rogan, obviously, been a big fan for a long time. Uh, but growing up, I was really into talk radio. I grew up. Uh, I live in in between Chicago and Milwaukee, so I was into Man Cow was like really my big thing growing up. And uh, I wanted to go into like radio, and then I started to go to school for it, and then I realized that not a lot of money in that and so now that podcasting is so accessible that's kind of how i got into it so were you into like radio like howard stern man cow uh rush limbaugh whoever you know back in the day or anything or just yeah. uh, the podcasting? Uh, not into politics but i used to listen to like uh when i was younger i used to listen to a lot of sports and i you know would turn on my alarm radio because you know back then we didn't have you know mp3 players and stuff like that to oh, wake sure. us up in the morning so i would play the red sox games and I did want to go to school for communications, but, uh, you know, I, I grew up from, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, my father was old school. You know, he's okay. from Europe and stuff like that, old school, and he didn't see that I would have a future in that. Yeah, absolutely. He wanted me He wanted me to go to school to be an accountant or a teacher or I don't know what else, but, you know, my Not passion was actually yeah. into TV and radio. Yeah, parents usually don't want their children going into entertainment industries. Right, absolutely, man. Yeah, it's definitely correct. You got to chase your dreams, man. You got to go after it. So, so I, you know, I went to college for criminal justice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it didn't work out the way I wanted to. You know, I scored high in the police test and state trooper tests. Sure. So, you know, then you know, I was just after I graduated from college, I was just working regular jobs, and I went back to school for computers, and now I do IT. And I'm oh, an awesome. application analyst. It's a good field to be in, man. Absolutely. But it's cool. You're still chasing your dream. You're still trying to do something that, yeah. you know, you really you want to do and that you wanted to do. So that's definitely what we're doing here. Yeah, at well, 40 years so. old, it's pretty much now or never. It's pretty Correct. much like it's either now I'm going to do this now or it's not Don't give him a complex, man. Come no, on. Well, I'm, I'm patting him on the back. It's like, yeah. dude, you, you stood up and you manned up and you st- – like you said, you're yeah. doing it all by yourself. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm still having a hard time that I turned 40, but, you know, my wife says, like, you don't look 40. And actually, a couple of days ago, I told somebody that I was 40, and they looked at me like I was lying to them. Hey, there, you go. I, there you go, man. You so, that, you know, that's a good thing, you know. You got that baby face. Yeah, there you go. Correct. Exactly. So yeah, uh, exactly. You're, you interview a lot of people on your podcast. Um, my question is, if you could interview one person, who would it be for the Man Cave Chronicles? I don't know. I mean, like, my target, you know, like I said, I, I have a... 
my whole motto is uh, everybody, everyone has a story to tell. So, you know, I've had different type of guests on. You know, I've had stand-up comedians. I've had entrepreneurs. I've had uh, web series creators. But, you know, like, like you're not going to get a super famous person on. I mean, unless you're like Adam Carolla, you know, or, oh, yeah. you know, Joe, Joe Rogan or something like that. But like, like I said, I would love to get like somebody like Jay Moore on there. Because, you know, I looked yeah. up to him with his podcast every week. And I was looking forward to listening to it. Even now, I still listen to it. Yeah. You know, I'll mow my lawn and I'm listening to podcasts. I go to the gym, I'm listening to podcasts. Driving in the car, listening to podcasts. Driving podcast. in the, I don't have a long drive to work, so yeah. oh. work, you know, my drive is only five minutes. So, yeah. But if I'm sitting on my desk and I know I don't have to go anywhere for a few hours, you know, I'll put my headphones on and I do my thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that I would like to get on. I would love to get, you know, even for wrestlers, I would love to get somebody like Chris Jericho on or, uh, you know, like, I mean, I don't. You know, obviously, Ric Flair would be great, but, you know, his situation right now. Yeah. He's yeah. one of our uh, dream guests. My no dream doubt, guest man. would probably be uh, Vince McMahon. Wow, Vince McMahon. I have a <laughs> lot of questions for that guy. I would guess that that would be a pretty far-fetched one. I don't think he's ever done a podcast before. But uh, that's, what I was, that's what I was going to say. I don't think I've ever heard of on a podcast before. No. If I no. can't get Vince, I want Shane or Stephanie. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we're, bi- we're big believers here at... You know, if you you put yourself into something and you put it out into the world and you really, truly believe in it, that you can make it happen. So, you know what? You keep, you know, you keep rocking it and you keep doing it. And man, before you know it, you're going to have, you know, your dream guest on your podcast. So, um, yeah, we're definitely sending uh, positive vibes to you to to make that happen. And that dream guest will be Eddie the Jerk. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know what's the word? It's like the, the funny thing is like, what do we have to lose by doing podcasts? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We're, we're having fun doing it. You guys are having fun doing your podcast. Absolutely, man. I'm Look the same way. I mean, there's days where I'm like, oh, I got to record tonight. But after I'm done recording, I'm like all hyped up, you know, like, can't wait for the next one. Absolutely, man. You know what? I completely agree. You know, I work uh, I work two jobs, do the podcast. It's a lot, a lot of work to do it. You got to do social media. You got to record. You got to do everything. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely um, it's uh, it's fun. But I like it. I like it. Definitely. Cool, man. Well, you know, I can tell by your logo that you're a giant sports fan. SummerSlam is coming up. Are you a big fan of the WWE as well? I am, but I'm not into it like I used to be. I'm more. I was more of you know. I grew up watching people like you know Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, uh, Hogan, you know uh, Stone Cold. After yeah. that whole Attitude Era, that it kind of like threw me. You know, I, I'll still pay attention here and there, but it was kind of like, eh, if I miss it, it doesn't bother me. You know. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, man, at 40 way, years man. old, you got to rank higher than me on the uh, pro wrestling old school ladder there. So uh, it'll be interesting to test my knowledge against a guy that's uh, probably watched more 80s wrestling than I have. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Yeah. So, like, you know, why don't you tell us about, you know, some of your favorite wrestlers growing up, some of your favorite angles? Yeah, like, like you know, how old, were, era, you? How old were you when you started watching wrestling? Uh, I think I really got into wrestling probably by like WrestleMania 4. With a big tournament there, remember that one? Oh yeah, front plaza. Right, around there. But you know, I've gone back where uh, I've watched older wrestling. But you know, like my favorite. I, like if you told me right now, pick a favorite wrestler of all time, I probably can't pick one it's because hard. I think I've changed my answer every few oh, years. You know, sure. it's Absolutely, hard to man. do. It's hard. It's hard. To do. You know, like I said, Ric Flair. I think Ric Flair goes down as the greatest one of all time. Sure. There, there's definitely no denying that rick flair is in the conversation and quite possibly the greatest wrestler of all time so yeah but like you know who hasn't who never got a lot of love for and not having the heavyweight titles roddy piper oh uh, dude roddy piper man he one of the close. best promo guys of all time he without a doubt man without a doubt never never a world title for roddy roddy piper man i'm a huge movie fan as well uh they live is one of my favorite movies of all time so uh in an unheralded actor as well so um, yeah, Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, man, rest in peace. What an awesome, awesome wrestler. What an awesome you know, then, you, guy. then you got other wrestlers, you know, like Kurt Henning. Oh, Mr. Dude, Perfect. Mr. Perfect, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Love Mr. Perfect. Awesome, awesome uh, in-ring work. I'll and, never forget that SummerSlam match against Bret Hart. Oh, dude, what 91. a match, man. What a match, great man. great match. Madison Square Garden. Dude, that freaking, that sharpshooter that he put on him, like, just looked, oh, my God, dude. It looked like he broke his back. Yeah, I grew but up it, a huge Hulkamaniac, so I'm not too too big into your Rod, Roddy Piper there, buddy. <laughs> like I was, I'm a Hogan fan too, but it's ah okay. You, you know, you like, were older because I was a little kid. And your NWO Hogan was great. 
NWO Hogan was cool. As oh, fuck. dude, yeah. Hollywood Hogan is the shit, no doubt. No doubt. A lot of promos on Nitro and not so much wrestling, but uh, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. You know what? Yeah. We we definitely enjoy going back and watching old uh, Nitros. Definitely enjoy going back and watching Scott Steiner promos from the uh, NWO <laughs> era. That's one of our favorite pastimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one that he juiced up, right? <laughs> Put a, a promo in a hat and pull it out. Yeah, it's probably and, all juiced yeah, it's, up for yeah, it. Absolutely. I'll never forget the uh, Hogan turn at the when he turned uh, to join the NWO. Oh, that was, man. That was pretty big. I, I went to a few of Nitros and a few of the pay-per-views down by in uh, Baltimore Back when I was uh, younger, we had a connection from WCW, and um, we stayed at the same hotel with a couple of the wrestlers, like where the wrestlers stayed at. And uh, there was a couple of wrestlers where we would go to the bar after the show, and you saw some funny things there, and and some str- and some uh, like Scott Steiner was never a friendly guy. <laughs> I'll I'm tell you that. Sho- I'm shocked to hear the revelation. That I, I remember somebody going up to him while he was trying to get in the elevator. To ask for a picture, and he like punched the hell out of that elevator. Oh man! <laughs> you don't oh, say, Scott oh, Steiner. That is so funny, man. That's so funny. I never had the privilege of going to any WCW events. I went to a lot of WWF events. I was always a WWF guy, but I loved WCW during that era. I never got to see WCW during that era, and I'm definitely I regret that. So that's that's pretty cool, and that's cool that you got to see them. Like you know, could you imagine the scenes? Could you imagine trying to Snapchat with Scott Steiner? Oh, my God. You goodness. see Scott Steiner in a hotel. You're like, hey, Scott Steiner. Exactly. Let me get a Snapchat. He just, like, wants to rip your fucking head off. <laughs> oh, man. And then, of course, I seen, you know, Ric Flair doing shots at the bar with Arn Anderson and wooing all night, <laughs> oh, which nice. I, thought that, I thought that was great. Was that at the same event? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. That was yeah. a great. That uh, is awesome, man. That's a great story. Yeah, that was like I said, it was like during one of our spring breaks that we went there. It was for actually, well, I don't even know if it was. I don't think it was spring. Was it spring stamp? I don't know. I forget what pay per view it was. It was in the spring or so. Oh, it was the Great American Bash okay. back in WCW. That's was what it was. Was this like and, um, uh, Nitro years or was this like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. during the Nitro years. And um, yeah, I mean, I, at my parents' house, though, I have a photo album full of pictures of the wrestlers that I met during those two days that I was there. That is awesome, man. I'm at, I I have to say I'm not shocked either to hear Arn Anderson doing shots. Uh, I think back to the NWO uh, parody of the Four Horsemen, where Kevin Nash was Arn Anderson and he had the uh, the red nose and such, and he had the cooler full of beer. So yeah, definitely. Well, Arn Anderson is a funny story about Arn Anderson. I was at uh, we went to uh, a Monday night. Was it Monday Night Raw or was it Nitro at the Hartford Civic? It was Harf. Remember the Ultimate Warrior when he showed up at the Hartford Civic Center? Okay, yeah, I think that was Nitro. Yeah, that, that was nitro. That, that was nitro. nitro yeah. yeah, and um, we stayed at the hotel across the street from uh, from that event because it's only about like forty five minutes from where I live, and uh, so we went. We we saw a couple of the Nitro girls. You know, we got our pictures taken with them and everything, and we uh, we started walking down like this dark alley, and all of a sudden, Arn Anderson is walking by himself in this dark alley with a beer drinking it right in the middle of the street in a paper bag and just chucking him down, walking back to his hotel. Oh, it might not have been a beer though, right? It might have been, you know, like a game. I think it was beer cans. I think it was one of those tall beer cans. Are you sure it wasn't a protein shake? He was the original Stone Cold from what I saw. I miss the old school wrestlers. You know what? Yeah, it's definitely a lot different now. I feel like it was a lot more fun back in the day. I watched a lot of shoot interviews with wrestlers and stuff where they talk about how it was back in the day. And I feel like because of social media and stuff now, like everyone's got to be in their best behavior everybody's got a cell phone like how many dick pics existed back in the day of like you know dude i'm telling you right now rick (laughs) flair rick flair in the 80s would have been all over twitter all over instagram just like randomly popping up on people's uh instagrams like drinking at hotels there would have been so many sex tapes of wrestlers back in the day it wouldn't have even been funny (laughs) so it might have been sort of funny but any other good stories there man cave uh elias Uh, from meeting wrestlers uh, I think that's pretty much it. You know, after that, you know, like I said, the whole attitude era took over. And then after that, I kind of like, I grew up a little bit more. So I kind of stopped watching it. Yeah. So what would you say is your favorite era of watching wrestling? Oh, it's definitely the attitude with the nitro era that okay. during the war, the war. Man, it was between... really good back then. Yeah. The late nineties. What a good era, man. I have, uh, I have some people that I know at work, some younger dudes who are really into wrestling. And so 
uh, myself and Eddie, uh, I've kind of like come back in and watched a bit and then, you know, kind of fall out again. I'm in a down period right now, but, um, so I, I'm, I still kind of know what's going on, but anyway, I got some younger dudes. I think he's like 1920 and they talk about how the attitude era was overrated and how the, the era now is so much better. And I just think you have no idea, <laughs> man. You have no idea. Maybe the in-ring work was a little down, but the crowd reaction I will trade that all day. Can't be beat. I'll trade that all day long. I will get just hype crowds, man. If you take the if you take ten wrestlers between WCW and the Attitude Era of WWE to go up against ten wrestlers of now, I think the old school wrestlers would destroy them. Absolutely, man. One of the big things I think is just like now it's hard to define the characters and who these people are now. And it's like back in the day, it was like you knew who Stone Cold Steve Austin was. You knew who The Rock was. You knew who Triple H was. You knew who Hollywood Hogan the was. Godfather. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. not the best example. I mean, you did know who he was, but yeah. Pimping yeah. them hoes. <laughs> uh, they had very defined characters, and now it's, like, really hard to figure out who these people are and what yeah. their motives are, and I think that's the big thing with wrestling at its best is, like, you have good guy, you have bad guy, and you have, like, you know, people cheering for the good guy and rooting against the bad guy. And well, I don't, don't forget, don't now. forget, some of those wrestlers back then, when they when they did their, you know, promos, they were really into it. And they had freedom to be able to say what they exactly. wanted to say rather than now where it's like so strict and streamlined and like it's like, you know, they try to make it like a regular television show. And it's, you know, word for word for word. We were watching Smackdown well, yeah. earlier and uh, what was it? Uh, AJ Styles and Shane McMahon were, you know, in the ring and uh, Kevin Owens music was supposed to start playing and it didn't start playing. Oh, and so yeah. Shane McMahon just sat there sweating profusely as he waited yeah. and looked backwards to hope that the music would start playing. And he was so... hoping AJ Styles would bail him out. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, the and, sound guy. And now they have to watch what they say because they say the wrong thing. You know, you know, some snowflake from, you know, Colorado is going to get offended. Right. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know, or so that's like now you have to watch what you say. too. It's really silly. It reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you remember Conan from Nitro years, uh, WCW. Yeah. He said like uh, back in the day that I think like two or three years ago. He was watching Raw, and he just couldn't get into it because everybody looked the same. Everybody yeah. had a tan. Everybody had six-pack abs. Everybody was, like, younger looking. It's like nobody stood out. It was just all yeah. these guys just looked the same for two hours. So old school guys, you know, like Ray was saying, you can you can pick them apart a little very bit. Very differentiated. Yeah. Now sure. it's very exactly. streamlined and very samey. So it's all about the in-ring work. And, yeah, I like in-ring work, but I like it better when there's a story behind it, you know. I don't watch a movie just to see things explode. I watch a movie because there's a good story behind it as well. And then when things explode, it has some sort of impact. So, yeah. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with that being said, uh, let's talk about our first story. Uh, Ric Flair, man. Uh, Ric Flair induced into a medical coma. Got some uh, health issues going on. So, Eddie, let's talk about that. Yeah, we love you, Nate. Yes. We know you're going to kick out of this shit. Yeah, um, kick out of two, man. If the airplane crash couldn't take you down. This little, this little, uh, you know, medical thing should be fine. So, wait, waiting on you. Come back, Nate, and uh, we're we're pulling for you. So, uh, yeah, yeah, come, definitely. Come out, come out strong. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know exactly what's happening with him yet. Uh, at first, they thought it might be heart-related issues, and then there was some stuff that came out about it might be something related with his colon. Um, but now there's kind of conflicting reports as to what exactly is happening. But he was induced into a medical coma had whatever surgery he had and now he is recuperating he's getting up there man 68 years old yeah 68 years yeah. old i'm sure he didn't take the best care of himself i mean as <laughs> as elias said i mean he saw him uh taking shots with uh with arn he was hanging out with arn in the reg so i'm sure that arn and him were that was going down about 310 days a year yeah yeah, yeah. and actually if you, i don't know if you guys read the there was an article the other day about uh what's his name x-pac six yeah. pack whatever his name is now i don't know what i always forget what his name is yeah xbox yeah he uh he's pretty much said you know like rick flair still thinks he's 20 years old you know <laughs> and he's and he's he keeps partying like a 20 year old you know and i guess you know when you're doing stuff like that at 68 years old it's going to catch up to you sooner or later yeah. Oh, yeah yeah they had that 30 uh 30 for 30 on uh on him on espn and yeah oh, it has, it, has that been on you uh, I think that was on already. Yeah, I missed it. I don't think I thought it wasn't. I thought it didn't air yet. Oh, did that not air? I thought it did. I don't know. Maybe not. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, listeners, please tell me that I'm one wrong. One lash but... with a wet noodle. Yeah. One la <laughs> there you go. Maybe if yeah. Woo! 
oh sorry i thought you uh i thought you hit me with the wet noodle on the chest there so but yeah well yeah i mean you know definitely the reports have come out that flair definitely was uh, a little uh questionable with his uh with his money over the years and using it to party and such so he's definitely led a full full life so but he definitely deserves to kick out of this and continue on and live uh live longer so we uh we love you nature so you uh the greatest of all time so probably without a doubt so cool uh so yeah let's uh let's talk about uh SummerSlam. we're gonna do some SummerSlam prediction so as i said you know, I'm not regularly watching. Uh, I did watch Raw and SmackDown. Eddie, you watched Raw, correct? I saw SmackDown today. And he saw SmackDown. <laughs> uh, Elias, you uh, said you watched Monday Night Raw, but you did not see, or you saw the end of it, uh, but you did not see SmackDown. So uh, we're going to do some predictions here. Um, I will say that uh, every year, uh, myself, Eddie, and our friends get together. We watch WrestleMania. And there's been many a year where we're not watching at all. And usually the person that isn't watching is normally the winner of the uh predictions so i believe eddie actually won this year i lost i'm currently doing the rob van yeah. dam thumbs that's another for, one of our dream guests watching <laughs> I don't, were you a big fan of ecw man cave uh i watched some of it i've I, i've seen some of it on the on the oh, network on, there and you're out in boston you have to know about that ecw boston. yeah um yeah because it was mostly based out of what philadelphia right yeah uh, philly yeah philly east coast yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're I remember. I remember watching that one match with Bam Bam Bigelow and Taz when Bam Bam body slammed Taz oh, through the ring. Oh yes. man, I yeah, remember that, that was too. huge. Yeah, we are huge, huge ECW fans. That was definitely yeah. our uh, our promotion of choice. So, uh, yeah, we definitely want to get RVD on the show. So, but that'd sure. be a good guest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be an awesome guest. Uh, but yeah, so let's uh, let's do uh, let's do SummerSlam predictions. Uh, I'll read the matches off. Um, you know. If you if you don't know, doesn't matter. Guess anyway. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll run through these. So uh, here is the SummerSlam card. Uh, so we've got uh, the Demon Finn Balor is facing off against Bray Wyatt. Uh, Eddie, what is your prediction? Let's see. I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's see, SummerSlam. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go babyface here. I'm gonna go uh, <laughs> Finn Balor. <laughs> Is he the baby face? Uh, Finn Balor is the baby okay, face. Okay, I'm yeah. definitely yeah. going Finn Balor over uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, clean, one, two, three in the middle. So, yeah, I think that's a good choice. Uh, this Monday on Raw, Finn Balor um, and Bray Wyatt faced each other. There was like a thing where they basically um, they couldn't wait until Sunday and they had to fight each other right away. And so they fought each other and Bray Wyatt cheated to win. And after the match, the lights went out and his little thing came on the screen. And then he took out a slot bucket. Did you see this out of here or no? I saw the end of it. Okay. I, saw, I saw the end of it when he got poured out. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking Henry O. Godwin. He took out a slot bucket and he uh, he brooded him and poured uh, blood, fake blood, onto Finn Balor. Um, and so Finn Balor went backstage and uh, talked to Kurt Angle and so kind of hinted that his demon was going to be joining him at SummerSlam. So I think there's no way around it. Finn Balor is definitely winning this match. What do you got, man cave? Yeah. I'm going to go with Finn Balor too. Yeah. Cool. On that one. Yeah. Pretty simple, right? Awesome. Yeah. I think Bray Wyatt had his little run. Finn Balor got hurt for, was he off like a year? Yeah. He was off for pretty oh. close to a year, man. He won the universal title. Like, and then he got hurt in that match and then he had yeah. to relinquish the title. So I think that he's, this has got to be the come up Bray Wyatt. I mean, Bray Wyatt is a straight up jobber. So <laughs> for the oh, most, I'm, I'm not crazy about him. I don't know what, I mean, the whole, I think it was that whole ring entrance thing that everybody liked. Yeah. You know what? I, so I was watching him in NXT and I really thought the character was really cool. I've always kind of uh, leaned towards those type of characters. And then once he actually got up, brought up to the main roster, it's like he didn't do anything. His in-ring work is relatively weak. Um, his promos are like really meandering. Like I can't understand, like he's talking about things for five minutes and I have no goddamn clue what the hell he's talking about. So yeah, he doesn't really say a whole lot of things of substance. So, uh, yeah, I want to like him, but I don't really like him all that much. So, but yeah. So yeah, uh, I agree with, I think we all agree here. Finn Balor for the win. Unanimous. Yes. Uh, next matchup, we got the, well, well, it's the big show. 
uh, versus Mr. Big Cass. And Enzo Amore is suspended above the ring in a shark cage. They missed in the universal shark cage. <laughs> they missed the universal call out with the sharks from a few weeks back. So, um, yeah, Big Show versus Big Cass. Eddie, who you got on this one? I'm going with. Well, it doesn't make sense for Enzo to be in the shark cage. Unless he gets brought down at some point, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I don't completely understand that. So I'm going big show here on just a wild guess. But I think uh, big show gets the knockout or choke slam or leg drop or whatever he's going to do here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, big cast is going down. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a tough one, too. These are actually tough for me, too, because I don't know the backstory of these, you know, well, you know, Enzo, in the past Enzo few weeks, big cast split up, right? Yeah. So I know I knew that whole side of things, but I don't know how the big show got involved with this. Uh, but I think once again, I think that why have the big show beat big cast in this match? Like, it doesn't really make a whole hell of a lot of sense to have big cast do the job here. I think you can still accomplish what you want to accomplish and have big cast still win this match. So uh, obviously Enzo's getting out of the shark cage at some point, but I think the big cast still wins this match. But in the end, somehow the big show and Enzo, you know, end up, you know, looking good in the end of this. So, but I still go with big cast for the actual like pinfall victory. Uh, Elias, what, what, uh, what do you think on this? I'm actually going to agree with you. I think big cast is going to win. No. Yep. Yeah. Only because I, I something funny is going to happen. Maybe like Enzo will cost the match by accident and, you know, hits the big show with a chair or something like that. Or it's very possible. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Because yeah, I don't, I, I just don't see what's the purpose of this match. You know, they're trying to really hype up Big Cass to get him up higher in the rankings. You know, yeah, true. He's like, he's a younger guy for sure. Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense for Big Show to actually get a victory at this point in his career. So, uh, so next up we have Randy Orton versus Rusev, and I basically know <laughs> nothing about the backstory of this match. So, uh, Eddie, who do Randy you have Orton, in Randy Orton versus Randy Rusev? Orton, Randy Orton. <laughs> Case closed. Randy Orton. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know anything about the backstory of this match besides that Randy Orton came out and RKO'd him this week. So, I guess I'll go with Randy Orton. Rusev just lost to uh, John Cena, I think, not yeah, too long ago. I think he so. always loses to him. But, yeah, yeah, I'm going Randy Orton as well. Elias, who you got? It's probably going to be Randy Orton, but here's the question, right? What have they done with the Rusev character? Wasn't he unstoppable at one point? That's yes, what I thought. A hundred percent. They that's a major, major problem with booking these days is like there's no consistency with it with it. And I think that part of the problem is is that they've got Raw, they've got SmackDown, they've got a pay per view every single month, and so they've got to like put these guys out every week and expose them. And so yeah, they definitely like Rusev was like this unstoppable monster and then all of a sudden he's, you know, losing all of the time. So yeah, I I feel like Rusev should probably win this match, but somehow Randy Orton will probably still win this match. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, and then next up we have uh, the New Day, who are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, versus the Usos. Eddie, who do you got in this? Oh, <laughs> I don't know how this all works with the New Day. There's three guys there, and they're only going up against two guys. So I think I'm going to take the three guys. <laughs> Well, I, New think, Day. I think that they can they pick and choose who they want to like represent them at any point. But... So it's not three on two. No, no, it's two on two. It's two on two. Oh, yeah. so it's the two guys with the belt. Right. Whoever okay. they whoever they want to choose. All right. So, uh, well, sh- well, there's still three of them. I'm, I'm going New Day. I, I going New gotta, Day. Yeah, I gotta go New Day because they'll yeah. figure it out. They'll yeah. they'll do the babyface cheat. Um, man, once again, really tough to guess a match just based on the people, and I don't know the backstory of this. Um, and I don't even know how long the New Day have had the titles for, but um, I guess I'll go with the New Day. Go with New Day. Yeah. You yeah. got one, Man Cave, for this one, tag team? I'll, I'll take the Usos of this one, because I, I actually don't even oh. have been paying attention to that one at all. Oh. Switch, switching it up. Usos. Yeah. I'm not mad at Usos. you. I yeah. like it. That's yeah. a good pick. Not a Not a bad call. And the next up, we have uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Naomi, who Eddie uh, knows very well, versus uh, uh, Natty Neidhart, Natalia. Uh, Eddie, who you got? Uh, I got Naomi. She's a champ. And uh, SummerSlam is a little early for a title change, in my opinion. So we'll go with the champ, Naomi. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with you, Naomi. Uh, I don't really see a reason to put the, the belt on Natalia. Naomi was hurt. She had the belt. She got hurt. She came back. She got the belt. 
Um, I don't see a reason to take the belt off of her now. So, yeah, I'll agree with that. Have you noticed a trend with any of my picks yet, Ray? Uh, the champ? All baby faces. Oh. It's all all baby faces all day long. So, uh, Elias, who you got in uh, Naomi versus Natalia? I know nothing about them, too. So, ah. I guess I'll I'll pick Naomi just to... Do a three and zero on that one. Yeah, she's go. the champ. She'll probably win. Natalia yeah. is Jim the Anvil Neidhart's daughter. Yeah, that that oh, I yeah, yeah, read. Yeah, I'm sure you knew that, right? Yeah. Um, and then next up we have the Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. Eddie, who you got in this one? Uh, well, this is a tricky one here. I'm going title change. I'm going Sasha Banks over Alexa Bliss. Uh, maybe a little controversy, maybe not, but uh, I think uh, Sasha can pull it out here. Yeah, yeah, I could, uh, I could see that, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Alexa. I'm gonna go with Alexa. I think they've really been putting a lot of investment in her, and they switched this belt a lot of times, and they need to stop switching these belts over because uh, it's devaluing them. Hasn't Alexa Bliss been champ since uh, WrestleMania, or before uh, WrestleMania? I don't think it was from before WrestleMania, but she's had the belt for a while, I think. Yeah, so. that's a good pick. That's yeah. not a bad pick. So I, I pick, uh, I'm sticking with Alexa to keep the belt. Uh, Elias, who you got? I'll pick Alexa only because she's hot. She is. She is she's hot? She is pretty hot. <laughs> I, I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to agree with that. I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not mad at that either. <laughs> I'm not mad at that either. I, that's how I made my WrestleMania pick. <laughs> the hottest one will win guaranteed there you go uh and then uh the next match that we have this was actually just made on monday oh, look at this we have uh cesaro, cesaro and sheamus defending their tag team titles against dean ambrose and seth rollins the semi reunited shield uh this match was just made on monday dean ambrose and seth rollins kind of have a little bit of uh animosity between them so uh eddie who you have in this one this is tough this is a tough one for me. I'm going title change again. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose taking yeah. the gold or not the gold. Is that gold? Is that white gold? They're taking the white gold home. I, I think that, <laughs> I don't know. I think they're copper now. I don't know. They look, like, they look like They look like pennies. I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, they're silver. And, yeah. it, and it's white gold. So yeah, white we'll, gold. We'll Sorry. The white they're taking gold. the white gold. Uh, so yeah, I will agree with you. I think, how do you have two of your main Seth event Rollins. guys? Come on. How do you have two of your main event guys job he out loses to our own Sheamus? So, yeah. um, they got to win the tag titles. This is kind of like the, you know, the Kane and Undertaker winning the tag titles or, uh, you know, Kane and man. The rock and sock. Thing. Rock yeah. and sock it's kind of that kind of thing where I think that, yeah, they definitely have to be winning this match. So yeah, I'm going with, uh, Ambrose and Rollins for the victory. Elias. You, you have to go with Ambrose or Rollins. You know they all this hype and they put them together you know on monday night for i don't sure. see them losing you know for yeah. sure doesn't make any sense for sure for sure uh and then uh next match which i'm actually very much oh, looking the funny forward match. to <laughs> uh oh no i don't know if you're looking at the same thing i'm looking at but uh aj and kevin oh yeah yeah this is uh, the uh sound guy match for the uh for the united <laughs> states championship we have aj styles facing off against kevin owens with shane mcmahon as the guest referee and i yes, believe let me, let me give you a little backstory here kevin owens super kicked shane mcmahon on smackdown so uh yeah and i think that the the rules of this match are if either one of them touch shane mcmahon they automatically lose the match so really yeah and i, I would assume that somehow <sighs> connected in that is that aj loses the belt too if he gets disqualified oh I don't no know, no way i don't I'm taking aj He's i my don't pick. i don't know that for sure i may possibly be making that up no nah, either way aj styles easy yeah didn't he just win this fucking thing no he uh i think he beat uh kevin owens on like a house show actually yeah like recently though but yeah he's, he's only had it for a couple of months yeah it's still early yeah. It's still early for AJ. Uh, I agree. I think that it certainly makes the most sense for AJ Styles to win this match here. So I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to go with AJ Styles. Uh, Elias. Mr. Elias, are you still with us? Oh, yeah. So uh, here's my story on this one. I think this this match might be the best match of the night. No doubt. No doubt. Um, AJ Styles will probably win, but it's like, how can you hate Kevin Owens, too? You know, it's like... Oh, yeah. For a big guy like that, he can he can wrestle. No doubt, man. No I doubt. remember him as the Ring of Honor champion. He was pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool to see these guys up on, you know, WWE now and in a major angle. Um, that's one thing that I, I kind of like where they're going with SummerSlam. It's one of the big events and normally they rely on older guys and they're really kind of relying on the newer guys now. So uh, I definitely I, I'm very much looking forward to this match. So, yeah, uh, but I'm going with AJ. Uh, and the next up we have Mr. John Cena. Oh, yeah. Hustle loyalty, respect versus Baron Corbin. Um, and this has got an interesting kind of backstory where uh, Baron Corbin had the money in the bank and he tried to cash it in this week on Jinder Mahal. And I think this might be the first time this has ever happened. He tried to cash it in and he lost. He lost almost immediately. So he lost his money in the bank, um, courtesy of John Cena, sort of. So. Uh, John Cena versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Eddie, you ah, you ain't gotta ask me this one. John Cena. <laughs> do, 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 do. All day. Yeah. John Cena. John Cena. Easy. John Cena for the win. Even though he probably shouldn't win this match, John Cena. Why not? He's John Cena. He has John Cena. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Mr. John- Elias. Yeah. You gotta go with John Cena. Hell you yeah. Know, it's like his. How much longer is he going to wrestle for? Another year, maybe? Yeah. You know, there's rumors going around he's going to retire early. No, not John Cena. He'll be around another three years, easy. He might, but not full-time. If they let him. He won't be full-time, yeah. Yeah, maybe WrestleMania or whatever. I think they're trying to push him out, but he's sticking around. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to get one of those Jericho contracts, come and go. Yeah, that, I think that would be good for him. It uh, was very strange to see uh, Mr. Corbin lose the uh, money in the bank that way. I was, I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen that happen before. I'm uh, sure that yeah, that's yeah. actually happened, but I don't remember it happening. So that was pretty interesting. For him to carry that thing around forever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. to lose it like that. For sure. Uh, Why did they even give him that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess to build. Because I don't think he's that great either. Oh, it's probably because he's a young guy. They're, yeah. They're trying to get the young guys going. Yeah. yeah, they're definitely trying to pump up the younger dudes. So. Uh, and then uh, next up, we have one of the two title matches. We have uh jinder mahal who somehow has a wwe championship in one of the most bizarre pushes i've ever seen didn't even see uh just heard about uh facing off against shinsuke nakamura for the wwe championship eddie who you have in this Uh, these are two guys that uh i'm not real too familiar with but if i have to pick it i'm going mr shinsuke nakamura for the title change over Mr. Jinder Mahal. Uh, I just think he's a better wrestler, better fit for the title. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that I'm going to completely agree with you. I hate that we're agreeing on so much stuff, but yeah, I mean, there's n- no way that Jinder Mahal is somehow going to beat Shinsuke Nakamura. Like Shinsuke Nakamura is going to destroy. It Jinder seems Mahal. like uh, he's the future of SmackDown right now. Like for sure, they've really invested in uh, Nakamura. Yeah, I think bit. Nakamura all day long. They definitely they put a lot of money into bringing him in, uh, creating the character, all that jazz. So yeah, he's he's gonna win for sure. So, uh, Elias, who do uh, who do you have in this match? See, this would be the match where I probably would just get up and go to the bathroom. No, no, how dare you? Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Nakamura. Not a big fan. Nakamura is pretty bad. I haven't really seen a lot of his matches, so oh. I can't really say anything. He's I mean, I've Japanese. seen his entrance. Everybody made a big thing about his entrance. Uh, he's Japanese. He's yeah. sick. He's got a lot of like submissions yeah. and uh, like we, really tough style wrestling. We were watching some New Japan stuff. We saw him versus AJ Styles. That was really, really good. So, um, yeah. yeah. he's. Uh, I'm a big fan of Japanese wrestlers. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then we have the main event. Wait, wait, wait. We didn't get his pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to have to go with the, the same pick as you guys. Nakamura? Because yeah. I don't because I don't really care for Jinder Mahal either. See, Jinder yeah. Mahal's a sleeper pick because, uh, yeah. you know, he they're, I think they're trying to establish newer guys, and I think this is, like, one of their proven things. It's like yeah. it seems like a WWE thing to do to, like, even though I don't know what the situation is, but I'm assuming Jinder Mahal's not really getting too over right now. And just to, like with the whole Daniel Bryan thing, like the reverse psychology of you want this guy to be champion, but we're not going to give it to you. It's yeah. like nobody cares about Jinder Mahal, so we're going to keep him as the champion. Anyways, yeah. that's not that's not a bad one. I mean, they're playing the whole like racism angle with it, so that's kind of sort of working. But yeah, I think Nakamura. 
So yeah, he's he's got the momentum right now. Uh, and then we have main event of the evening. We have the Universal Champion, Mr. Brock Lesnar, versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman in a fatal four-way match for the Universal Title. Uh, Eddie, who do you have in this one? Dan it, dan it, dan it. Oh man, I hope not. The fans will be pretty pissed if that happens. Roman Reigns, yeah. take it home for you, boy. Eddie the Jerk. Yeah, I'm going undefeated this match. This is or this the, uh, this card. This is a tough one. It's gonna be the icing on the cake. Uh, I'm gonna go with Samoa Joe. Samoa oh. Joe. Samoa Joe. I'm going with Joe. Joe. Joe, Joe. Joe for the win. Steal That's my a- inside pick. That's my that's my pick. Is, I, uh, I agree with you, with Samoa oh, Joe. Samoa no. Joe. I really hope so. I'm outnumbered here. He's, yeah. he's get, interesting. He's uh. They definitely need to push him into the main event real quick, and uh, yeah, put the title on him. And I think he's a good filler champion. Yeah, for I a think while. you guys are sleeping on Roman Reigns right now. I don't want to be sleeping I I, on Roman Reigns. I don't think Rome. I don't really think Roman Reigns deserves it anymore. No chance. No chance. It's hard to say. I think, I, I think they hyped him up, and then it just died, and it's just. It has not worked I, I, at all. I don't. Uh, he's not a main event guy. According to what I've heard, Roman Reigns should be able to beat all three of these guys in a handicap match. <laughs> right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's a WWE style booking for you. Roman yeah, Reigns yeah. versus everybody. Hulk Hogan was the strongest yeah. man alive yeah. back in the eighties. So Johnson. And I think and I think everybody knows that, you know, Brock's gonna lose it because he's gonna go fight in UFC. Yeah. Hell yeah. They, they tease that for sure. So Yeah, we'll hit that after the break. We wanna uh we wanna wrap up SummerSlam, take a quick break. Yeah. And then uh Get a word in from uh, the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. Absolutely. And from the JOAT podcast. And uh, we'll be back with some UFC talk. All right. All right. If you like stand-up comedy, sports, entertainment, interviews with guests, things you talk about with your boys in the Man Cave, then tune into the Man Cave Chronicles podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. Hey, what's up, guys? Ray the Jerk from the Jerk of All Trades podcast, and I want to tell you about a special offer just for you, the listener of the Jerk of All Trades podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download, and you get a free 30-day trial. It's going to give you a chance to check out their awesome, awesome service. I have a personal recommendation for you once you get your free audiobook, and it is The Psychedelic Experience, a manual based on the Tibetan Book of the Dead. It's by Mr. Timothy Leary, and let me tell you what, it is definitely going to change your life for the better. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash J-O-A-T podcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash J-O-A-T podcast. Get your free audiobook, get your free 30 days courtesy of the jerks all right guys we are back here at the jerk of all trades podcast with our special guest elias from the man cave chronicles and we were just talking about some uh, wwe and SummerSlam. where we talked about brock lesnar in the main event there there's also been a lot of talk about brock lesnar coming back to the ufc absolutely with, facing off against uh pound for pound one of the best fighters of all times john bones jones who uh, won his last fight in UFC 214? A little quick uh, UFC 214 recap for you. A uh, quick, quick question for you, Eddie. What's up? So Brock Lesnar obviously was popped for some sort of not steroid. I'm doing the quote, uh, the air quotes here. Okay. Uh, but he got popped for you know some sort of drug, and he was banned from UFC for a year, wasn't it? Yeah, USADA. He got popped by USADA. So that has that elapsed yet, or no? Uh, it, some of it has elapsed, but not all of it. He okay. retired like partway into it. I all think right. like three months into it. So, I mean, and by the time by, he has know, to reapply with USADA for the clock to start back up. By the time that that happened, he would be, be able to compete again. So all right, I hope so. I'm looking forward to that shit. Yeah, I was just John wondering. Jones, Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. That's, so. that's going to be off the, off the map. Crazy. So, uh, yeah, let's just talk about Johnny bones Jones real quick. Uh, third round knockout, Daniel Cormier, uh, probably the second best fighter in the world, second or third best fighter. Made it look pretty easy, got to be honest. I hate to say it because Daniel Cormier is such a good fighter, but uh, there were some, some moments where Cormier got uh, you know his, his punches in there, but for the most part, it was John Jones looking refreshed, revitalized, looking to kick some ass, really. And like I said, John Jones in the blue corner, is a nightmare for anybody. You do not want John Jones wearing blue tape on his wrist 
for his gloves because he's coming after you and he's trying to beat the crap out of you. So um, good, good fight there, John Jones. Still undefeated in the UFC for the most part uh, with a knockout over Daniel Cormier and new light heavyweight champion. In the co-main event, Tyrone Woodley defeated Damian Maya via unanimous decision. Uh, not the greatest fight in the world, but uh, tactically pretty decent. But uh, the crowd, the crowd was definitely not loving this one, Ray. They were uh, booing. They all actually, actually the crowds pulled out their phones and started doing the uh, Bray Wyatt. Really? They were waving their phones from side to side, like during like, the fight. Like they didn't care? But yeah, yes, exactly, 100%. Hundred percent. Back, did, they back in my day, we had lighters. <laughs> Joe Rogan was getting freaked out. He's like, "What? What are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> I've never seen this before." Oh, man. That's how bad that fight was. So, and then uh, in the featherweight title match, uh, Chris Cyborg defeated Tanya Evinger via third round technical knockout. Uh, probably the best fight of the night. Robbie Lawler defeating uh, Donald Cerrone via unanimous decision. I kind of have a beef with that. The fight was closer than uh, unanimous, in my opinion. And I actually thought Donald Cerrone, Cowboy Cerrone, won that fight. But I'm not a judge, and I can't get my money back, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Did you pay for that or no? Pay for... The, the pay-per-view? Oh, of course I did. Wink. Yeah. I, I roll at that, <laughs> you thieving bastard. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember, actually, UFC 214. Anyways, uh... If I did, it, it, I paid for it in beer. So All right. um, I'll take it. In a light heavyweight, rounding out the main card, light heavyweight division, Volkan Ozdemir defeated Jimmy Manuel with a knockout within like the first 42 seconds of the fight. Uh, nice little uh, light heavyweight action there. Uh, Volkan Ozdemir throwing hands and uh, not even thinking twice about it. He's on the rise, and we're looking forward to it. So, uh, But the main thing out of this John Jones defeating Daniel Cormier after his uh, post-fight interview gets on the mic and says, hey, Brock Lesnar, I'm like 40 pounds lighter than you. Let's fight. And so in the fight world, for Brock Lesnar to turn that down would be just an atrocity because uh, whenever a smaller guy calls out a bigger guy, usually the bigger guy has to step the fuck up. So uh, I know uh, I talked to my boy Man Cave on Instagram about this a little bit. You kind of like Brock in this, huh? How can you not? I mean, How can you not? I, I mean, love, I love me some Brock Lesnar. Usually, everybody hates Brock Lesnar, so I'm actually surprised to hear you say that you like him. Brock Lesnar at one point had UFC on top of his shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like for me, it's like you know, yeah, I I would like for him to go in there and just destroy him. You're not a big John Jones guy, huh? I don't know. I mean, I don't think I ever was. He he gets in trouble a lot. I think that's what that might be a big thing too. Yeah, his integrity is questionable in in some circles. Uh, yeah. I just want to see a good fight. I think I think personally, Brock can take him down. I think Brock will probably get him down at least one time. He will get him down, yeah. but can he hold him down? That that's going to be the question because John Jones is great at Greco Roman wrestling. He's great. What's at- the age difference? Oh, that's a great question. I think John Jones just turned thirty. And I think, Brock, how old is Brock, Ray? He's got to be closing in on 40. 40, probably? He's got to be close to 40. Yeah, there's probably sure. a close to a 10-year gap in age difference, I would say. Yeah. But Brock can't be that old because we've been watching him Brock forever. Le- Brock Lesnar is exactly 40 years old. Oh, he's 40? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we've been watching him forever, so it's he might seem older than he actually is. Hey, but, Dan Severn uh, fought in the UFC, and he was like 44, 45. Remember that? Yeah. Earl, old school. Yep. Yeah, he got beat by uh, Hoist Gracie, actually. That's one of my favorite yeah. fights, uh, UFC 4. Hoist Gracie. Hoist Gracie. He's a badass, for sure. Gracie for sure. Jiu-Jitsu. You know what Hoist Gracie's plan was every time he fought in the UFC? Uh, choke someone out, probably. Don't let the guy hit me. <laughs> Which is like right? the greatest plan that's of all good, time, right? That's a good right? plan, for sure. For let sure. me just walk up in here and not get hit and uh, take all the money. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, big Hoist Gracie fan. But, yeah, I think John Jones, uh, he'll probably get taken down. He's got to make it out of that first round. But after that, the kicks, the punches, the elbows, it's just John Jones so well-rounded. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a big money fight. I know I'm tuning into this thing for sure, man. I, I will not miss – because Brock Lesnar in the UFC, you touched on this, man, Cave, a little bit. There's a fever pitch to it. There's something different about Brock Lesnar in the UFC. It just makes it special. I agree. 
Yeah, I mean, how many fights did he find the UFC? Five, four or five, right? Five or yeah, four or five, and they all. Did and he fight. lost. He lost two of them. Yeah, he was pretty good. He still holds the record. He's tied for the most uh, UFC title defenses for a heavyweight in the history. Still, Stipe yeah. Miocic can uh, eclipse him now with his next title defense coming up here against uh, Cain Velasquez. But Brock has his. He's up there, man. He's up there with the top heavyweights. As limited as he was, he still came through. Like there were so many times where he was an even bet in Vegas, and I was just like, "There's no way Brock Lesnar's gonna lose here." Yeah. So, and it was just like so easy. But. Uh, yeah. Well, even the fight that he lost the title, the when he, you know, retired the first time when he was sick, nope, nobody knew he was sick. Yeah, it's so you strange. Know, and, and then that fight was a shock to everybody that he lost that fight. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, what did what was his deal? He had some sort of like uh, stomach thing where he had to have like part of his intestines taken out, right? Diverticulitis. Yeah. Diverticulitis. Yeah, yeah. No joke. Uh, my uh, mechanic actually in Florida had diverticulitis. And he had a scar going from his belly button all the way down to beyond his underwear. So <laughs> I've never seen Brock Lesnar's scar for diverticulitis, but uh, if it's anything like my mechanics, man, that shit ain't no joke. Yeah. Now, sure. now imagine if he never, if he didn't have that, and he won that fight. How much longer oh, he could have won? Wow. Uh, it's hard to say because once you got Brock Lesnar's kind of money, you don't have to fight anymore. You can just go to WWE or. I don't yeah. know, like, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's making a lot of money there and not doing a whole hell of a lot. So yeah, Brock Lesnar got it made right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's basically yeah. just doing this because he likes doing it, you know, so something for him to do. Yeah, but he's going to cash from the UFC, too. Oh, he'll probably get about five million for this after yeah. all the pay-per-views and stuff. Brock Lesnar had the record for like uh, outside of Mayweather. Brock Lesnar's the number one pay-per-view draw on pay-per-view like Mayweather's number one. Brock Lesnar's number two. Yeah. And it's not even close. Like he he holds like the top four all time pay per view records for the UFC. Like his pay per views for UFC are the uh, top four of all time. I think I, I might be wrong on that, but I know he's got like four of them over a million. There's a uh, Chuck and Tito. I think had a million plus, and uh, GSP might have had like a million on one of his. But uh, yeah, Brock Lesnar, man. <laughs> Brock Brock Lesnar in the UFC, the world is watching. The world is watching, man. Absolutely. Every Absolutely. Time. No doubt. No doubt. So you got to watch uh, that Mayweather fight, Man Cave? Yeah, I'm going to donate $100 to watch Mayweather no. hug, uh, <laughs> hug him all night. You should talk to Eddie the Jerk, who uh, will maybe wink, wink, pay for the fight. Uh yeah, well, yeah, come 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 on up and uh, hang out with us. We'll find a way. Yeah, to watch I think that, I but. think we, won't, weren't we talking about going to uh, on the border, which is a uh, a gentleman's club, a gentleman's establishment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna pay a hundred bucks, why not just pay thirty bucks or twenty bucks? Right, then you have some, you have seventy dollars to make and I can make watch rain. It, I can watch it on a better screen and uh, get a dance afterwards. I'm, curr- I'm currently making oh, no, you're, yeah. imaginary money rain <laughs> onto my computer screen right now. Ray's so. making it rain. I'm making it rain. <laughs> I'm right picking now. up all those dollars. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna find a way to watch it. But uh, who yeah. you got in that? I mean, you think uh, Floyd's gonna? Uh, dap him up or you think uh, Connor's gonna knock him out I I was never a Mayweather fan yeah so I want to root for Connor of course but I don't know it's gonna be like if you had to lay your money down what side are you going on I, I would chance it I would take Mayweather I would take Mayweather I mean um Connor. oh M- McGregor Ooh. for a bet Ooh. yeah Ooh. yeah I would chance it because he, he really wants it He's training like a son of a gun. We follow him exactly. on Instagram. He's taking yeah. this shit so serious. Yeah. And they just yeah. got cleared for eight ounce gloves. They got the smaller yeah. gloves. Yep. Yeah. So that that means somebody's probably getting knocked out now. Yeah. I think if McGregor wins this fight, we know that boxing is still fixed. I that that's my thought process on this. I don't care how hard McGregor is. What if he like breaks his face or something? Well, I mean yeah. that would be a different story, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. Boxing has had a lot of questionable uh, questionable things like that. So, I don't know. I, I feel like a guy who's had no professional boxing matches ever versus, you know, one of the greatest boxers of all time in a boxing match. Come on. I mean. In pro I, wrestling, we were just talking about SummerSlam and pro wrestling earlier. In pro wrestling, Mayweather would do the job here. Right. He would, yeah. uh, you know, pass the torch. Right. To but, the new guy. But the here i mean this is boxing you know this should be on on up and up and it should be legit and in that scenario i mean 
sadly Mayweather is going to dominate this. I think we talked about as we were watching the uh, all the press conferences and everything is this actual boxing match could never live up to the hype that those press conferences made it seem that it could be. And maybe it will. Maybe it'll be the best boxing match of all time, but um, I have my doubts. I I just, you know, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from Mayweather, but like, you know, was he 40, uh, 40 and oh, is that what he is? 49 and oh. Yeah, he's 49 and oh, but how many knockouts does he have in 49 and oh? It's been a while. In his last 10, I think he has like one or two. Yeah. How how old is he? You know, like the last, the last few fights that I've seen him fight, it just felt like, he just sat there and he, he hugged people. He's dancing around. Yeah, yeah he's, he's dancing around, around and hugging, yeah. throwing a punch, punch, hugging, and it's like boring. Yeah, you know, like well, when you think boxing, because obviously you're a little bit older than I am. You remember Mike Tyson, right? Yeah. So when people pay a hundred bucks, fifty bucks, whatever it is, you're looking for the knockout. You're looking for somebody to get Mike Tyson's. And walking away with that feeling of like, yes, I saw, I witnessed something like an event. Yeah. But when Mayweather Someone getting their ear bitten off, maybe, yeah, see, yeah maybe that, not that, so much that. I'm not a big kind fan. of an event. Yeah, I'm not that big. <laughs> not, not Walking Dead event. That yeah. second year of Tyson was just, uh, yeah, yeah. But like, the, I'm not a huge boxing fan. But do you remember War versus Gotti? Oh, geez, yes. Those were those were good boxing. Wasn't fights. that on HBO? I think those were on HBO. I think they were. Yeah, yeah, oh they yeah. Fought, they fought three times, I think, and all three of those fights were oh, amazing. Yeah, I remember the first one. I remember the first one was fucking crazy. Uh, I, the second one, I believe I watched live, but I can't... I, I get them all mixed up, because <laughs> they were all just so wild and crazy. But uh, yeah, the Ward and Gotti fights were tremendous. Tremendous. I should actually have Ray watch those yeah. someday, and we can yeah, talk about them on the podcast. You'll like them. Yeah, that's, that's my biggest thing, you know, with... You know, the reason why I always gravitated towards professional wrestling, and I mean, now it sucks, but back in the days that it was fixed, and so they could basically, like, build a story and build to the crescendo and then give you the payoff. And with, you know, legitimate, you know, sporting things like boxing or UFC, it's like you build towards this crescendo, you create these characters, you build up to the crescendo, and then it might not give you the payoff that you want. Like, you might just get a really, really boring matchup. And sometimes you get an amazing matchup. You get a great boxing match, a great UFC fight. But a lot of times you just get, you know, something that doesn't live up to the hype of that. And almost the buildup is better than, you know, where you get to. So hopefully this is not that. Uh, I hope this is the best boxing match of all times because, I mean, man. Because it's the only boxing match you'll ever watch. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's not true. I mean, back in the day, you know, I I grew up on, you know, uh, on Tyson and stuff. So. I mean, I've seen my fair share of boxing matches, but oh, Triple G and Canelo's coming up uh, September. Gennady Golovkin and uh, Canelo Alvarez; those I, are the two biggest boxers outside of hmm. Floyd Mayweather. It should be a much better fight too. Like when you're talking best fight of all time, that fight Triple G and Canelo could has the potential to be the best fight of like a long time. But we'll see. I think Golovkin's got him. I think Canelo's good, but ah, Triple G is just on another level. Still, you're a big fan of Triple G, uh, Man Cave. I don't really follow boxing anymore. Oh, okay. Triple G. So you, you just watch his highlights on like YouTube. Right. Like at you know, you got five minutes to kill. He's he's mur- he's murdering people <laughs> left and right. So uh, it's pretty good stuff. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we have covered what we need to cover on this episode of the JOAT podcast. We really want to thank Elias for hanging out with us and talking uh, old school wrestling, talking uh, SummerSlam, talking UFC, uh, John Jones Lesnar, Mayweather McGregor. Yeah, and thanks for else. hanging out with us, yes, man. Absolutely. Oh, problem. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we uh, we definitely enjoyed you it. You want to plug your po- podcast yeah, real yeah, quick? Uh, plug plug uh, plug anything you need, man. Sure. Um. You can find me on almost any platform to listen to it. It's called the Man Cave Chronicles. I'm on Twitter at, at the MCC Podcast. You can email me uh, at the MCC Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram. That's how we connected. Um, I always forget what my Instagram handle is because it's a little bit different than everybody else's. So my, uh, my Instagram is the underscore Man Cave underscore Chronicles underscore podcast. And, um, uh, Pretty much it. I mean, 
It was a blast being on here. Check out my podcast. How's this? Whoever listens to this podcast, the first five people that email me, I'll enter them into a drawing and they can win a Man Caves t-shirt. There you go, wow. man. You cannot beat that. Can I uh, enter t-shirts. this contest? Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm in. There, there you go. And the rules of that are that you have to get a t-shirt cannon, and whoever wins actually has to get shot with the t-shirt cannon with the Man Cave Chronicles t-shirt in it. So there I'm adding go. that. I'm adding that to the the rules the and regulations. The Man Cave <laughs> Chronicles. I love it, right. man. Giving you and you, and you got a uh, fantasy football guy coming in next week, right? I'll be talking to a fantasy football guy um, Friday night, and I'll probably release that right away, like as a, as a bonus episode. Okay. So we'll look but, forward um, to that coming out next. Absolutely, yeah, it man. should be a blast. So here, here, here's the rule for the for the for the drawing. What we'll do is we'll uh, first five people that email me, I'll draw a winner. We'll send them the shirt, and they have to post it on Twitter and Instagram, and they have to tag your podcast and my podcast on it. Love it. There you go, man. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the JOAT podcast. We really appreciated having you. And thanks for having me on absolutely man we uh we loved it and uh with that being said joat as always we love all you guys thank everyone for all of your support yes thanks for listening thanks for subscribing thanks for reviewing rating and all of your support we love you guys and joat is out